The following programming may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Listen Up Talk Radio. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com on the Listen Up Talk radio network podcast and uh, also heard right across Canada on various FM stations. Very cool. Very cool. I was driving down the street the other day, turned on the radio, and there we were. There we were. (laughs) There we were. And I was like, wow. Yeah, you know, it's always funny listening to yourself. Uh, Well, you're used to it, but uh, listening to the recording of yourself, you know. Yes, I love listening to myself. I do it. As often as I can while I'm awake. I am Todd Miller, by the way, and with me is Aura Ross, host of the uh, Mulholland Ross Real Estate Radio show. It comes to you each Sunday at 4 p.m. and whenever else it's aired. That's right. So, and of course, I'm live in your living room anytime you want. Oh, there you go. <laughs> bring, sort of. bring bagels or donuts. I got to be careful how I word that. Um, yeah, it's been an exciting, it's been an exciting time in the Toronto real estate uh, market. And, and now that we've done that first quarter, we sort of figure there's lots of stuff going on out there. Lots of talk, lots of uh, chatter between neighbors, even just everybody's wondering what the heck is going on with this market. So we'll try to answer the questions we think you're probably out there asking and uh, review some of the numbers and what's going on. And great. And just before we take a break, I have to relate a personal story. When uh, you were nice enough to sell my house recently, um, I had a lot of neighbors wandering over saying, Hey, what's happening? You know, what, how yeah. did you do? I think everybody's fascinated. I don't know if it's, they're thinking of selling or they're just curious to know what their house is worth, but it is amazing. We did uh, a community open house this past week in in one of the North York neighborhoods, and it was amazing how many neighbors came out. You know, they looked at the house, but you could tell they weren't really looking at the house. They were more intrigued with, how does this relate to my own home? What's going on? And I'm curious to see what it gets. And I mean, lucky for us, we actually got a few of the neighbors that are very interested in this home. But it is interesting to watch and listen to people who have no interest in selling right now, still, you know, trying to make, get their heads around what, what the value of their home might be right now. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a short break. More real estate, torontoradio.com right after the break. The music you'll hear on out of the blue will be jazz for the most part, no specific styles or genres. Every piece of music is handpicked to deliver quality performances. Out of the Blue can be heard on rtds.ca, live Mondays 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything and then some. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Green. Bye. 
buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. There's that number, and please feel free to use it 24 hours a day to get in touch if you have any questions about real estate or you want to know what your house is worth, and that's sort of what we're talking about today. Sure, and and be sure to ask for the Mulholland Ross team because you know not all realtors are built equally. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So, um, so it's April, and now all the numbers are in for January, February, March. Anybody who's paid attention to anything going on in their street or their condo building... Uh, across Toronto, and I would actually say the GTA, uh, you probably are aware that things have changed drastically just in the last 60 to 90 days. Mm-hmm. And and really 60 days. I'd say, for, you know, January started off strong. We knew we were into a strong f- first part of the year, but February just went crazy. So we saw that average price. And when we talk average prices, and I really, honestly, I'm, I'm really trying so hard not to talk average because who wants to be average, right? <laughs> um, I don't want to be average. Um but the average price of all home types right across the GTA from Oshawa to Mississauga, every style of home, January was 613, which is, you know, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, February went up to 6678. And now March just came in at 688. So I did lose the bet because I had a bet that we'd hit seven. Ooh. In March, I, I, I'm sure we're going to do it in April, but I actually thought we were going to do it in March. So I did lose the big bet in the office. So let me ask the question, is February typically a slow month? I know we no. probably talked about this, but I don't remember the answer. And I thought it's worth asking again. Yeah, no, it is not a slow month. And in fact, where we see every single year, the big, biggest average price increase happens between January and February. Wow. And then February, you know, is strong. March goes a little higher. April, May goes a little higher. And June kind of levels off. Now, keep in mind, again, we're talking averages. So they can be swayed by what is on the market that month. Okay. Yeah. And and the other piece to that is um, it doesn't mean that, um, oh, wait till May because it's better than March because these are averages. And so we've got communities right across the city that, you know, February saw some incredible prices. Um, some communities, April is not doing as well as March did, you know, but overall the city of Toronto is our real estate is on fire. And I have to keep reminding myself because I do this show every week with you and I keep forgetting that it's inventory driven. It's not really, uh, I mean, there are other market factors that come into play, but generally sure. it's not weather related. It could have a slight impact on it, but it's generally, like you said, there's great inventory, there's motivated buyers and sellers. Yeah. You're going to have a good market. So we've got a few things. You're right. We've got we've got a huge demand. Why do we have demand? I mean, I think that's, 
everyone's question suddenly is why are all these people wanting Toronto real estate? And when I say all these people, we've got people from all over the world taking a keen interest in our real estate. And um, I think Canada, you know, is seen as a very stable um a stable government and we have lots of rules and regulations so where they may not enjoy like that or appreciate it in their own country or where they live they come here and they're putting their money somewhere that they feel is safe and, and you know political stability like you said good government Absolutely. good services so when yeah. you know if i were looking at it from a from a buyer from somewhere else i would say that would play into it because I don't want to go and, and think I'm going to lose my shirt because there's going to be a dictator that's overthrown or my money, I can't get my money out of the country because of reason A, B, and C. That's right. That's right. So we've got that. We've got along, uh, along that line, we have really low interest rates. And, and as much as everyone thinks, oh, all these people coming here, they are loaded with money. Well, I would say most of them are putting some money down and financing the balance. And our rates are low. And then you add on top of that our, our very soft loony. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're on sale. We're 30% off. Okay. So you if put all that together, yeah, and it's it's looking pretty good. So if their currencies are valued a bit higher, they're getting more bang for the buck. Pardon Absolutely. The pun. Yep. Mm. <laughs> so, so that the, all of those things um, combined help for sure. And because I think, you know, just from on a personal, you know, sort of on the, the talk on the street type level, because we're always talking to people on the street. I mean, if you just look out your window, chances are you'll see someone from the team on your street just talking. Randomly. Um, <laughs> randomly talking to strangers. Um what we're also sensing is is that feeling of nesting. People, and, and this goes across all the age groups, people just feeling like it's they want that safe nest, that oasis, that sanctuary that we call, always talk about when, when people keep referring to our real estate as investments, which we know it's been great. It's that sanctuary, it's that home. So you put all that together and everybody wants one. And they're just, and on top of that, not many people are putting their homes on the market. No, and it, it's funny because when you were talking, I was thinking back to when I was younger, and <clears throat> by far and away, there were the vast majority of kids my age weren't thinking about houses. They were thinking about cars. They were thinking about you know movies and music. And there was the odd kid who was saving up for his first home. You go, what a right. loser! You know what's he doing? And now it's flipped. It's like the vast majority of younger people I run into are very real estate centric. They're thinking, I want to get in now, or I have to get in now. I, I agree. I mean, I think the one thing I keep hearing out there, and, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I think, and that was how are the young kids going to get into the market? And, you know, the market's so crazy. I mean, I hear it from everyone my age. How will our children ever, you know, have a chance? And it came up again last night with a couple, and I, I reminded them of what we talked about. As, as far as what we talked about a few weeks ago was in 1993, $2,500 paid for, I think we said, a $260,000 mortgage, and today it's a $560,000 mortgage. Right. And, and the so the same monthly payment, you know, lets you borrow so much more money, and yet our incomes have gone up. Right. You know, so, so really is it harder for our young people? Well, for sure, because the prices have gone up, that down payment is bigger, which means you'd have to save or borrow family, friends, get given gifts <laughs> yeah. for, for that down payment. Yeah. But the actual carrying of the house isn't so bad where it's where the big 
differences. And every time I bring it up, I get people going, you're absolutely right. And that is the expectation of what that first time buyer expects. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because we talked about it also a couple of weeks ago. We did, yeah. Do you find that younger people now are getting into that and they want to get that everything in the first house? They want the five bedrooms, three bathrooms, two car garage. I don't. Well, yeah. Look at if they're getting help from parents, I'd say parents are actually pushing that thought on their kids. Oh, you need this house because, you know, this is the house that you'll be able to have your kids in and blah, blah, blah. But when I talk to young people, no, it's not about size. It's more about bells and whistles. It's about I need the pot lights. I want Mm. the hardwood floors. I want the granite counters. And so. You know, we were doing our, our um, we, we host um, Scotiabank's uh, mortgage days. We were talking about that. And um, Scotiabank has a big thing and they pull people in to discuss getting a mortgage and so on. I was actually speaking with one of the uh, new investors at one of the Scotiabank's, young guy. And he says, me and my friends, we're trying to figure out how to get in the market. And I said to him, I'll tell you how to get in the market. And he said, how? And I said, find the dumpiest house you can find find a friend to do it with. And then if you have a third bedroom or a basement, rent it out. And he looked at me and he said, oh my gosh. Like he like laughed at me. Yeah. And he said, we never talk about that. And I said, but that's how you get in a house. Otherwise you're gonna get your 400 square foot condo that's all shiny and cute and new and it will, and it's nice. I'm yeah. not gonna take that away. That is awesome when you're young. But if you're looking for growth, to build growth and wealth in, in your, Because you know what, we always remind people, this is your first place. We need it to get you into your next place. So what's the smartest first place you can get that'll get you into your next place? Well, it could be a semi that is kind of dumpy that you can, you know, you and your friends, you'll get pizza on the weekend and beer and you'll invite your other friends over and you're all going to paint. And you, and you look at these kids when you're having these stories, and I say kids because they're younger than me. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm aging myself. Okay. But, but you, you talk to these people, and they kind of look at you like, my friends aren't going to come paint. I mean, my, I got my parents have a painter. I'll call my parents mm. painter. And it's like, okay, you see that right there, we've lost you. <laughs> they're going to spend the money rather than put some sweat equity into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. But, it's funny yeah. you said their next house, but it could be their second house because you know once that first property appreciates a bit, they can take a bit of equity out, perhaps, and maybe buy a second property. Oh, absolutely. If they've got if their if their income and everything uh, supports it, you might not have to sell that first one. You can just you know, like you say, pull that equity out, invest in your second one. I find most people, if they start young, that first one usually is getting sold to buy the second one. And then it's from second to third that people try to hold on. Mm. But it is amazing. You know, um, conversation I had this week with somebody and I said, well, you know, you could always, I forget where we were going with our conversation. And I said, well, you could always purchase it as an investment. And they said, oh no, then I'd have to rent it out. And I said, yeah, you know, yes. Cause that's who would pay your mortgage. And she said, well, I am so not a landlord. Like that, that story is over, that conversation's over. And, and it was just like, I, you know, we've talked about this. I don't even want to discuss being a landlord. Well, how much time does it take a month to be a landlord? And let's, let's do a reality check on this. It's, it's almost like, I feel like the same conversation I'm having with the 20 somethings about buying a dump, Mm. you know, it's like, just slow down. Let's think about this. Let's be smart. You know, let's not come to quick conclusions. Talking to this guy at Scotia, it was interesting because I just watched his whole demeanor change. He said he had never thought about doing it with a friend, had never thought about getting something dumpy because he's not handy. And I said, well, you don't need to be handy. Find a handy friend to buy with. But, you know, and certainly I'm not telling you to buy a dump and then 
go out and change the furnace by yourself or do electrical without any training. I, I, you know, the, do not try this at home. Warning no. right now, because you can find people to help you. You can. But, you know, I always think back to my husband, my partner, and our, my first house, you know, and it was pretty dumpy and we slept in a room in the basement because our upstairs had to be painted and we had to sand the floors and, you know, just it didn't all happen in three weeks before we moved in. It happened over the course of four years as we lived there. Hmm. And um, I think people, I, you know, that's that whole thing about if you really want to get in, you sometimes have to sacrifice. Or as I told this young guy, you have to rough it. And he laughed at me and said, I have to get back to work. So, you know, <laughs> like, sorry, okay. I've got a deal to make. Yeah. yeah. I, I find that really funny because, you know, I can sort of agree with some parts of it, you know, that maybe I wouldn't want to be a landlord or I wouldn't want to, you know, I'm not all that handy, but. I was just amazed in the past couple of years how many people I found within my own family that can lay a hardwood floor, swap out a toilet, uh, hang a door, you, yep. you know, and you just call these people over and say, hey, next weekend, can I have a couple hours? I'll pay, pay you up something. I'll give yep. you food. And they're, they yeah, love so, doing that stuff. Yeah. Well, if your wife makes her famous brownies, then you, know, <laughs> you could probably have a full addition put on your house. I, I would think we need to have a couple trays of brownie, but uh, we're going to need to take a break and I've got a... Um, topic I want to talk about after the break. But uh, anyways, you're listening to realestatetorontoradio.com. We'll be right back. Annoying. Frustrating. Of course, you're referring to me. Some days. Enlightening. Engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. (laughs) Just a few of the words employed to describe our show. The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're The Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Hi, it's Paul Capricante, host of the Vinyl Experience, with a couple of magic numbers for you to remember. This is real simple. Are you ready? Here we go. Nine and three. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m., and for good measure, 3 a.m. on Monday. This is all Eastern Time. Your times for the Vinyl Experience. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com. And uh, I was thinking during the break about that poor young woman that didn't want to be the landlord. And I'm not sure I want to be the landlord either, but I've been doing some research and I realized that there are people that will do that for you. They will property manage for a small fee and it sort of removes you from the equation. 100%. It actually gives you that arm's length so that you don't have to be on it. And, you know, we have a lot of clients who have taken two or four year contracts out of the country and and then, you know, they require property management companies who file their monthly taxes because they're not in the country and all that sort of stuff. And it's fabulous. And for one family in particular that I'm thinking about three years ago, they questioned, do we sell the house or do we manage it? Because we know we're coming back. And I'm so thankful for them that they held on because had they sold it, it would have been really tough coming back Yeah, with, with the increases. So based on those increases, um, March, um, the average price rose 12.1% based o- over m- March of 2015, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting. Sales jumped 16%. which I find amazing because I didn't even think we had enough inventory to support that, but it seems that we do. And um, the average price for the first quarter, let me just find that because I was just looking at it and it 
oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find that. It was a first quarter average, and it was 15. It was 15.1 percent, 15.8 percent for the first three months this year over the first three months last year. Wow, that is incredible. That it's incredible. You know, I'm I'm a little. You know, I'd like to, I love a good market. You sellers out there, I am your, I am your partner. I'm your fan. I want you to see the most money possible. I'd like to see it happen in a bit of, bit of a slower, stable, stabler way. Mm. You know, I really would. Um, what's great as well, we've got the average price of a detached home across the DTA, GTA has broken 900. And the average price of a detached home in the city of Toronto is almost one, two. We're really close to one two. I think we're like one, one one seven eight or something. Yeah, and I'm amazed too. I've been looking out here in the nine hundred five a little bit, and things are creeping up. They're getting close to a million, and it's just it's scary. It's coming everywhere. It's like it's just you know going everywhere. Well, you're gonna love this, Todd, because I know you moved into the nine hundred five, and we're we're still friends, so that's okay. <laughs> I make brownies. No, I don't. De- detached houses in the nine hundred five area code tallied the largest year over year price growth with 18.2% gain in March. That is awesome. So there you go. You're doing okay. So I, I look at, you know, what's really interesting about this is, do you know how many people say, I can't leave the city because if I leave the city, I'll never be able to get back. And that has been our mantra forever. I did say that too when I left. I said, that's it. I, I resigned myself to the fact that I will likely never get in unless I'm renting or buying a condo. Well, on this trajectory, if this kept happening, actually, you'd be better off in 10 years coming back because the 905 is going up at a greater amount than the 416. So, so I, have, I left the GTA because I got more money for my house than I thought to move out here and get more house and more land. But if it keeps going the way you're going, I can move back and get less house, but, but you know, in a nice area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, mm. it's it's great. It's great. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a little crazy. So on that note, though, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about to our buyer listeners to, to, you know, if you're making those offers, you know, and you're trying to bully those offers or get them in as fast as possible, um, you know, make those offers as clean and as solid and as realistic as possible. And you may just be able to avoid the bidding war. Now I'm going to, and you know, that's big advice because we're seeing it all the time. People, um, someone submitted a bully offer on one of our listings two days ago and it was under asking and you know in any other market we'd be going hey, well you know let's work it you know let's just work it yep. but in this market how do you bully um a listing that's holding offers for a multiple offer night and you want to submit your offer a couple days early don't go in under asking don't go in full of conditions put that extra money down and try to get it before you have to compete See, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a bully offer, you'd come in, I would think, at asking. I'm just free-forming this. But, you know, I know in recent times with what I was doing with real estate, I lowballed because there were no other offers. And, you know, this was way after the house had been listed. So you got a bit of flexibility to go in there and let's see what can happen. Sure, sure. But it's almost insulting when you're holding offers to come in with an offer that's under asking. Well, I don't know. You know, I always tell my sellers, don't be insulted because it's still a lot of money and it's still somebody who took the time to offer you something right. as opposed to nothing. So okay. I don't ever I don't ever want it to be personal. However, 
there's there's no there's nothing the seller's not going to deal with it end of story they're just not they're going to gamble that offer night something's going to happen and if and if they don't get multiple offers maybe they will get their full price on that night so if you're trying to bully i mean i think the realistic way to do it is really look at what the last three sales were around this home and come in really strong and and the same as those offers if not even top it up an extra 10 i mean we're telling you we're going up five percent a month so you're looking at something that sold last month for five hundred thousand you're going in today at five and a quarter yeah and don't don't go in at 490 and then end up in the bidding war so now flip the coin if you're a seller and someone is bullying you unless it is what we call the ridiculous offer the the ridiculous high offer um really i'd i'd wait it out and and see what happens on your offer night yeah I, I think the toughest the the toughest thing to do right now is to determine what is ridiculous high and what is really fair I think part of that recently where um, one of one of the builders we know in the area mentioned he had made a bully offer on a home and he had done so um, right right before it went to MLS and he offered one two twenty and the seller said no we're going to market we're going to do the whole thing and we just saw it get posted sold at one two. Wow. So he didn't see. He didn't see the more that, you know, so, yeah. you know, how do you know? How do you know? I, I got to tell you what's crazy about this market is it's really even hard for us realtors to advise our sellers. Is this a great offer? It's, it's as much or more than what the last sale was, but we don't know if we'll see even more today. And it's hard to advise our buyers. Yes, you need to pay more or you don't need to pay more. It's very difficult. And I mean, you know, we're one of the the busiest realtors in the city. We're, we're among that top 100 in, in over 44,000 realtors. And I admittedly sit here in the last three months going, this is very difficult to to help our clients understand what's going on. And, and you know, I guess that's where, you know, if if I were an agent, I would have to step back and really just put it in your court as the buyer uh, and say, what are you? Are you comfortable with this? Are you comfortable with paying another five or ten percent? Um, you know, or even a seller saying, what are you prepared to let this go for? Yeah, and you nailed it. That's it. I mean, the rule is with our buyers in any multiple offer, forget the market. And keep in mind, too, in 1996, when we hit rock bottom in 95, 96, we were still getting multiple offers because if you price something you know, really aggressively, a few people would want it. So in any market, you can see multiple offer. And that conversation with the buyers is always, what are you comfortable paying for? If I walk out of that house and say, you got the house, are you happy? Or are you going to go, oh, oh no, yeah. I can't believe I just did that. Yeah. And if I walk out of that house and say, you didn't get the house and the other buyer paid $5,000 more, are you okay? And, and if they say, you know, no, I would die if I got the house at this price because I can't afford it, then I don't want to take in that offer. And if they say, I would really be sad if, if I lost it over five, then put it down on paper and don't be sad. You've got to at least give it your best shot. Yeah, and that goes back to that, that thought about the bully offer. I mean, if that person really, really wants it, you know, I know they were trying to save a little bit of money, but like you said, go in strong, like, you know, maybe not your best offer, but maybe your best offer less 5% or 10% or something, you know, just something that gives them a bit of wiggle room, but demonstrating that they're very serious about it. Yeah. 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 So we've got a minute left and, um, 
Anything else uh, coming up? I know I wanted to thank you too. Uh, one of the benefits of being a client to the Mulholland Ross team is um, you treated us to a movie recently. Yeah, Team Superman. Did they win? No, I don't know. <laughs> Batman versus Superman. And uh, you, you and it, always do some great community events, and this is one of them as well. Yeah, I'm glad you and your family came out and enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. We had um, almost 250 people there. We had the hole in the hole in the board, you know, with the Superman, Batman. You could put your face in, and we had photographers and videographers there. So we'll be rolling this stuff out over our Facebook uh, Maholland Ross Facebook. Well, it's facebook.com slash Maholland Ross um, over the next little while. And we had a lot of fun. That was that was great. And the movie was actually quite good. It, you know, but there's the movie was great. But I'm thinking having cake yeah. <laughs> and popcorn at 930 Peter, in the morning was to die for. Wasn't that great? And did you tell your kids that, that you got to eat pap- cake and popcorn? <laughs> no, I was, I was keeping it a secret. <laughs> Well, you know, Peter always wanted a superhero birthday party, so we gave it to him. Yeah, absolutely well-deserved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you can make it. And we've got some exciting things planned through the summer and the fall. So, yeah, our our clients get to have some pretty good times, not just buying and selling, but, but just throughout. Not only, you know, the parties and stuff, which we love to do, but just the constant, you know, I just like to tell people when people buy or sell with us, we don't go away once the paper's signed. You know, whether it's something great like feeding you your sales in your neighborhood or what's going on or little updates about a new restaurant that opened, we're always going to keep you posted or a new development like a condo building going up. So so we're always going to keep you abreast of what's going on, developments in the neighborhood, prices in the neighborhood, that sort of thing. And we do a lot of stuff giving back to the community with the Harvest Food Bank, Habitat for Humanity, donating and doing stuff like that as well. And um, this year we've got some other fun, exciting things that we're trying to bring to our clients as far as um, kind of like a VIP club. Uh, club. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Are it's there... Sunday. I, You know, it's been a busy, busy weekend. <laughs> You're supposed to be resting and here you are working with me. That's right. But but we're, we're talking to local businesses and franchises as well that you can use right across the province where you can get some discounts and stuff. So that's what we're working on for our clients. And so I really hope we hear from some of you people and we can help you out. Awesome. We'll be back here right uh, again next Sunday at 4 p.m. on realestatetorontoradio.com. Join us for more exciting topics about, you know, how well your real estate is doing. And of course, you can reach the team anytime on the web at uh, realestatetoronto.com. We'll catch you right back here next Sunday.